Hey guys, welcome back to the HSC podcast. I'm smiling right now because it's been such a long time, like a very long time coming. Um, we finished kind of season one earlier in the year and then um, the panoramic, you know, yes, we're calling it the panoramic guys. It really just set in and everything just seemed really, really hard to get done. So season two was, you know, in the works. Uh, we recorded with loads of fantastic women but then to to, to get it done was difficult I'm not gonna lie but we're here we're back we're not allowing anything to stop season two and um, yeah first up we've got Maz Maz is an amazing amazing professional she is also an entrepreneur runs her own business and has many um, ventures coming up as well she's definitely one to follow Uh, This particular episode will be split into two parts, so um, stay tuned, get involved, talk to us, and um, yeah, I look forward to hearing from you. How are you doing? I'm good, (laughs) how are you? (laughs) I'm very well, I've just done my 10k. You did 10k? <clears throat> people were coming up to take my position sis i've been first for three weeks i had to reclaim oh, my position i want bragging rights by the end of this hold on a minute <laughs> let me just go and have a look at the challenge for anyone who's listening maz and i are doing a challenge yeah okay i'm still fifth place so i'm not mad at that i want my bragging rights. How? okay okay i'm ashamed of myself Guys, <laughs> Maz is currently at 48.03 kilometers. It's a 100 kilometer step challenge. I am at 16.3. Hey, what's the date today? Today is the 12th of July. Yeah, we've we got 24 days. Tw- 24 days to go. I can days. do it, yeah, but basically, what the issues, let me tell you the issues, yeah. I'm about to start hearing excuses. No, shush. It was raining. I'm not walking <laughs> in the rain. It was raining. But I walked no, today, though, because it's, yeah, it's not raining today. It's not raining today. Today's supposed to be good. Yeah. I did. And um, then I'm walking tomorrow because my brother's, my brother's back. Everyone's probably yeah. thinking, what are these guys <clears> talking about? Let me give them background. Right. So Maz <laughs> and I and my cousin, we're having a lovely chill session tomorrow we're catching up yeah. we're putting good energy back into the room because coronavirus tried to ruin it and we're not having it Ooh. so we're, we're meeting up tomorrow and we're just gonna have like some food some drinks some music some good chat and we tried to do this time, but we think i had coronavirus so i slept <laughs> yeah. but we're gonna try down about five minutes literally <laughs> can you believe that i fell asleep <laughs> the whole night and then i woke up it was like almost 2 a.m i was like what I feel like I've been sleeping for 10 minutes. Oh, God. So, yeah, we're going to try again. Um, but tomorrow, so basically my brother's around, so he's going to have my car. So I'm going to walk from my house to Cynthia's, and that will be my, my, my steps for the day. And I'm going to walk. How long is that? It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not short. It will take, it will take <laughs> about an hour. Oh, that's all right. That's it's annoying because right. it's, a, it's, a, it's a... An hour you can do at least like seven, maybe eight K if you walk it. Yeah. So I'm yeah. going to do it. And um, that will piss me off if my numbers don't really increase that much. But we'll see. <laughs> we'll and don't forget, oh, yeah, it's not even steps. I, was think, I keep getting confused with steps. It's, no, it's distance, girl. Distance. But the good distance. thing is it will track on my, I wear my Fitbit. So it will track on my Fitbit and I'll yeah. perks from work. So let's do it that way. Oh, that's all right. Let's double the benefit. 
Yeah, well worth doing. Amazing. Yeah. Right. So, Maz, can you please introduce yourself for those who don't know you? Because I seem to know you very well. <laughs> You're still very good. Hey, Maz, introduce yourself. I'm not going to do it. Um, <laughs> um, hello, people listening. I'm Maz, um, 27-year-old service manager. Currently reside in Luton. I've been here pretty much, like, all my life. Um what else do you want to say? Living life, trying to navigate this thing called life and understand it and grow. Indeed. <laughs> One way or another. I like that. Just in- living it. I like that intro. Just living it. So what does it mean to be a service manager? What does what does that entail? Because you're te- you're in tech. Yeah. What does so, it mean to us? <clears throat> when you see the title in a lot of um, different industries it means a, a different thing in each industry to be fair mm. um, but for me I'm an IT service manager which basically means I manage IT services um, into organizations so mine primarily are desk side support that's what I do at the moment mm. um, which basically means I have a set of engineers who provide services into my customer for issues that they have with their um, equipment on site um, and mine on predominantly head office sites um, so it's not like going into um, stores or anything like that I'm in head office and also I manage a sort of think of like an um, Apple store tech mm. bar and nice. that's the other service that we have um, and then it goes into other things of like supporting um, users into transitioning into different um, different operating systems um, yeah I'm just basically there to overlook it and ensure that the service that has been sold to the customer is what we deliver to the customer um, and also navigate and establish new ways of developing their IT infrastructure as a person on the ground. I'm not a salesperson, but I'm here to support. <laughs> nice. I think that's <laughs> a good distinction, actually, because to be a salesperson, it takes a lot. Like, I'm not a salesperson either. I can't sell... Mm-hmm. I can't sell anything to someone who walked into the store to buy it. Like, I'm just really bad. Yeah. Like, I, I don't have it in me. I will be yeah. like, if you want, only if you want. Like, don't you? Know? <laughs> I'll be yeah. in those kind of words that's really not salesy. Yeah. But, um, I think go on. There's another differentiator as well. Like, sales tend to sort of focus on the final goal of making mm. that sale and that. And that not beyond. Transaction, right? Exactly. And not beyond. Whereas my job is very much what did we sell mm. and can we deliver on what we sold Amazing. um which is very different to a salesperson <laughs> because yeah. of this, the fact that i just said that once you sell something you can just go away and sell the next thing mm-hmm. but in um service management we us to identify something and then send it to the customer and then we can't deliver on it we're like well what was the point in me spending that money can i have my money back <laughs> yeah, yeah so yeah yeah nice. it's um it's something i sort of fell into um a couple of years ago after I quit my last job because I was sick and tired of it um, um it, it wasn't a bad job it taught me a hell of a lot um and I took a lot of skills and a lot of um knowledge from it um but it got to a point where I was like I'm too going for this I can't <laughs> I can't do it um you know when you get to a point where like you wake up and you think no oh, for fuck's sake I'm going mm. to work again <laughs> I don't want to do it yeah um, um yeah 
it's not healthy for you mm. um, and it's not healthy for the people around you. <laughs> yeah, so my last job, my sister, uh, so I, lived, I used to live with my sister and <laughs> she sent a message to say, oh, she, she didn't mean to send a message to me, but I think she just slipped the finger and that kind of stuff. And she said, oh, Maz is not in a good mood. I think work's been crap again. Just be careful. <laughs> <laughs> and it was that point I was like, my energy and my vibe of just like not being in a good mood because mm-hmm. of what's happened at work mm-hmm. is now translating onto the people that I'm living mm-hmm. with and people around me mm-hmm. and it's not good yeah so yeah um yeah got into this like two years ago when I was totally open to anything and everything because like I said the last job gave me a, a very 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 wide range of skills um that I could transfer into sort of most business management roles um, and that's how I landed into this one. And it's been nice. two and a half years. It's been yeah, and going and and Maz knows what she's doing. She talk about her shares, her this, her that. Maz knows what she's doing. <laughs> Sorry, she she pretends. <laughs> <laughs> she pretends, or you know, fake it to make it. Them kind of things. No, True. but it's 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 one of those things you just have to um, invest a little bit of time into. Um, mm. <clears throat> Instead of just a day job, um, actually know the industry that you're working in. Um, true. Very true. And it's kind of like a loaded um, or selfish decision to do that because I know I'm not going to be in this company for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be in this role for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. So if you're aware of the markets, if you're aware of the industry, then you can sort of plan out and map out yourself. Yeah. And also network. Sorry, I'm really like croaky, so I keep clearing my throat. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just knowing those kind of things. You got, you have to. Yeah. You have to. Definitely. Yeah. Get the most out of it while you're there, because you know exactly. you're gonna leave soon. But you know, oh, hundred percent. I don't know about soon, but sometime. <laughs> At sometime in the future. <laughs> sometime in the future. Because I think it's important to shift and move around as well. Because you know, when you're mm-hmm. in an organisation and you yeah. see. I don't know, Sally, who's been here for the last 25 years and mm-hmm. knows everyone and yeah. has known everyone that's come and, come and been through the door and walked out. That kind of stuff. Just, it, I, I feel like a lot of them start to lose their drive. Yeah. And that's fine if you're happy in that position. But I'm still young. I'm still wanting to do stuff. So putting yourself in one position and making yourself stick to it, I think just pauses and halts your development. So. Mm. Yeah. If you can find the, the variation in management, the variation in company culture, do mm-hmm. it. Agreed, yeah. agreed. Because listen, even if you do go all out for this company, like, you know, if push comes to shove and they need to replace you, they will. So, oh, yeah. you know, it's it. you're, not, you're not a slave 100%. for them. You're working and you're getting paid. So yeah. everyone's getting a benefit to some degree. And also yeah, I find... It's a trade-off. It is a trade-off, exactly. That's the word. And it's like... You can only ever, well, in my opinion, anyway, you can only ever, yeah. like, for example, increase your salary up to a certain point. And then, yeah, and, within and, the organisation, right? Yeah, within the organisation yeah. before you realise, okay, yeah. I have to leave in order to get mm-hmm. more money type of thing. So, mm-hmm. you know. But then, having and said it, that, it, some people love staying in their jobs. Some people love staying wherever they I are. Know. Absolutely I know. I know. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah. If you find yourself just like, wow, I'm really okay here uh-huh. but I don't I don't thrive on being comfortable because once you yeah, get agreed. comfortable then it's kind of like oh okay uh-huh. um 
and I, I did that. I did get comfortable in a lot in my last role. Okay. Until it flipped to the point I hated it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's that's the kind of thing that I'm now wary of. Of like, okay, so once we get comfortable here, mm. and we want to shift and move and that kind of stuff, because you sort of you don't realize how valuable you are until yeah. you expose yourself to something that somebody or something else mm-hmm. where they don't have your skills or mm-hmm. your knowledge. Yeah. Um, so it, that's that's another point of like being the importance of for me to be moving and, and shifting around. Yeah. What I know and what I've learned from this place, another place won't have that right now. Mm-hmm. But I can transfer those skills. I can transfer that knowledge to them. So yeah, it's 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 a it's a trade off, like we said, mm. for all parties involved. Because if I leave, they're going to get somebody else who's going to be that's it either just as good or even better than me. So he has to keep moving that way. I hear that. Mm. Yeah, child. So like, okay, so my thing that this was something that I was super fascinated, and you know I'm fascinated about this about your job is the fact that. Every other week now, before lockdown, every other week, Maz was on a plane somewhere, chilling in some hotel, talking about, yeah, this hotel's got a gym, so I gotta do it. Yeah, it was Edinburgh, but then there was a potential just before lockdown for it to go further than that. So please, engage. How do you, how did you get to that situation where you was like traveling for work? Um, So, like I said, my my role is to provide IT services into organizations, right? So there are a number of, uh, see, if you look on any high street in the UK, the company that I work for has a service in there in one way or another. So if you look at your utilities at home, things Mm -hmm. like that. So we've got different, um, I don't want to mention the company that I'm working with or for, um, (laughs) but it's it's a bank, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're based up in Scotland, in um in newcastle in glasgow they've got offices all around right but mm. the main site that i was required to and i am required to support is in scotland yeah. um so that was the reason for me to go there how did i get into this position um so previously i like i said i joined this company two years ago um and i joined in on a program um an associate program which is basically sort of kind of a graduate program except mm. it's not just for um people who've graduated yesterday so um yeah so i went through the program i worked in a number of um accounts i call them in terms of organizations that will provide services into yeah um and then i felt things were slowing down for me um because also sort of still being a newbie um you haven't made those relationships you haven't made your mark to say i'm worthy and i can do this um so our the organization's split split into sectors of retail enterprise financial institutes and that kind of stuff um and the, the the sector that i was aligned to at the time was retail so i spoke to my manager and then spoke to the sector director and said I feel like things are slowing down for me um do you have anything new anything small that you potentially are could be supported in managing mm. um to help me propel into my progression and that kind of stuff so I he was like yeah there's potentially something I shifted over onto his his sector 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I was actually supporting one of the largest retail companies in the UK. I mean, saying that, Oof. it's Tesco. <laughs> it's Oof. Tesco. Um, so I was supporting <laughs> there, and that was basically my my learning learning ground mm-hmm. um, where I sort of understood and got the gist of um, this world <laughs> that I'm now in. Yeah. Um, and I just done that. And then while I was there, there was an, another opportunity, uh, which is the one that's in Edinburgh. Um, and he was like, well, you've, you've done what you need to do in this account. How do you feel about taking an account on your own? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is going to be an account that's um, not local. You can't just drive there. <laughs> um, so you need to be committed to being mobile for a little while. Well, the contract is a five-year contract, but that's wow. not to say. Um, and he's, he knows me because so um, he's someone that I've quickly found a high level of respect in the time that I've been there. And nice. um, so I asked him to be my mentor as well. Um, so we have sort of mentor relationship and management relationship right okay. um so he and he was like I know you're not going to be here for five years um because <laughs> that's you <laughs> once you've you know got got a problem fix it sort it you start mm-hmm. to get into your tree and you start to get bored so you want to move into the next thing yeah. um which was fine but you know it's coming to year two now of this contract so um it's been it's been a, a rocky road but mm. it's been so good to, to have a brand new contract that you are the first person you're the first face that the customer sees you're the first person that they go for um you know if they need to escalate anything you're the person that's all so building that relationship from mm-hmm. day one has been so good for me because yeah. they know me i know them um and it's just been fantastic so essentially how did i get to the position of traveling and moving around um, it was me shouting and saying, I'm not challenged enough in the current role that I'm uh-huh. in. Can I have something? And then, you know, supporting in one account ended up me getting my own account and having my own thing, which just happened to be in Scotland. Um, and then, so the other opportunity that you were speaking of was going <laughs> further afield. <laughs> um, it's a role that's um, based in the US. So it's the same type of conversations of like, okay, so the account that I have is a, we'll call it a fairly small account, fairly small support. Um, I've got 5,000 users that we support. Um, and when things are going right, things are going right, that's fine. So you don't need to do much. Um, and it's um, before COVID, things were fairly simple, right? Mm. In terms of you deliver the service, there's very few complications and there's very few introductions to new introductions to the service or variations in the service so things just went well and that's when I think I went back and said well I could potentially take something on mm-hmm. another contract that's about the same size um and that's when that contract in, in the US came up but obviously with corona that's kind of halted things because <laughs> yeah. um a lot of organizations um are looking at the way that they deliver their support and uh, you know, where pre-March 2020, you needed 7,000 of your workers to be based in an office in, I don't know, a um, business park somewhere. You now realise that those 7,000 people, I can get them a security, and I can, I can increase the level of my security and my infrastructure mm. and allow them to work from home um, for 
four days of the week and then if they need to come in for a team meeting they'll come in and we'll work that way yeah. and you know I'm sure you've heard in the news of like the government potentially might be encouraging um employers to allow people to work from home you know organizations like like um Twitter have said they their stuff and they're going to come back home and these are sort of like <laughs> they're, they're, they're leading they're leaders in the way that things are right because, mm-hmm. um everyone goes by the trend where mm-hmm. previously everyone used to work on paper and used to work on their their pcs everyone has a laptop you can have your own home home laptop and you can you know connect yourself into that and that kind of stuff so it, it's it's changing and shifting so mm-hmm. um the service that was proposed to be provided to that customer is changing um and that's why things have halted there so yeah um being me being me i will keep seeking for other opportunities that i can get my hands on um and keep moving and keep developing because the last thing i want is to be having just one account that i stay on and that i live by and i breathe Mm. and (laughs) yeah for the rest of my career exactly so yeah did I answer your question? Absolutely. <laughs> and I, you know, I hope you at least get to go to Miami for at least, even if it's just a brief mm. session. Yeah. Stage, I do hope you get to have that experience. Um, yeah. But then, yeah. so, so one thing that we kind of have discussed before is the sense that you, and this obviously came off the back of um, the Black Lives Matter movement, the insurgents, mm-hmm. if I can use that word of it Mm -hmm. so you that what is it like in essence being actually let me not let me not even assume are you a a minority in your workplace yes okay by race by gender by Mm -hmm. age um most of the times i'm the only i say nice but i mean like well (laughs) (laughs) most times i'm the only black person in the room most times Mm. i'm the only female in the room most times i'm the only person who's under 30 in the room wow so yes i'm the minority in a lot of situations Hmm. um do i see it do i notice it do i feel it um when I first got here, um, I think probably from the first point of interview, you know, when you walk into an organisation and you're like, oh, hello, <laughs> I'm the only black person here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're kind of like looking around and um, the only other black person that you see in the three, four hours that you're there for an interview and assessment centre is the cleaner. Um, wow. Who walks by you and is smiling? And you're like, oh my god, there's a black person in the place. <laughs> um, I'm laughing, but it's not funny. It's actually <laughs> just like mad. Um, um, so yeah, it's um, I I noticed it more and more, and was fully aware of it mm-hmm. um, the first few months that I was there. Um, and that translated into customer sites as well, um, okay. where you see very few uh, black people. Yeah. Um, it's when it comes to race, I I sort of, to an extent stopped noticing it because mm. I found me realizing it and me. <laughs> okay, 
I'm trying to think of, did I actually stop noticing or did I start ignoring it? I think I found, like, I noticed it mm-hmm. and then I kind of, like, make a mental note to be like, Faisal, don't, don't shame yourself. And then I would just make yeah. sure that I just do my best. Not that I don't do my best all the time, but do you know what I mean? I make a conscious effort to make sure that I'm heard in the room. I make sure that... yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's not, it's, it's not like I see it as being like, oh... So when you speak, you speak sense in the room. Exactly, and yeah. And I make a point to... Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't act wild or nothing, but yeah. it's just you, you make sure that you represent your, like, who you're representing well, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if, mm-hmm. there's, if there aren't yeah. enough of you in the room, then you are the representation. You, you are, are the representation, representation. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, mean, I, I handled it like that. I don't know if you felt the same. Yeah, and it was also a, a a conscious effort to actually say something in the room, yeah. not to just be in the Agreed. corner and you, you're just there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, a lot of a lot of instances, you. It's weird, right? In in sort of like smaller meetings, when it's a, a lot of times um, they do like a breakout session. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get to know each other. Let's introduce ourselves because these people coming from different parts of the organization, right? Yeah. Um, and the first thing that sort of makes me different, apart from me being in the room and I'm the female and I'm the black person, um, it's my name. My name is mm. Majita. Yep. Um, it's spelled in a way that's not accustomed to the English language. So okay. when someone reads it initially, <laughs> nine times out of ten, they're going to read it wrong. And then <laughs> and you always get that person who has... A panic attack, like oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. How do I say? <laughs> and it's like, calm down, but like, just ask me. And you can see it, and I'm just like, oh, I just wish you would just say it the way you say it, because mm. it's like if I see an Irish name, right? Yeah, I'm not gonna be able to announce it, pronounce it. I'm never gonna be able to pronounce Especially it. Especially when you get the I one don't... that's like Niam, but actually it's like Neve. Thank you, yeah. thank you. Right, I'm never gonna be able to to pronounce it. So. If I, as soon as I see that, because, maybe because of, of the fact that I know people can't pronounce my name, I will just ask you, how do you pronounce your name? Mm-hmm. Or at least attempt, right? Yeah. And apologise to say, if I've got it wrong, I'm sorry. But it's just that kind of like, it's a pause of like three seconds, but <laughs> it's an awkward pause for and me. And you already for me, it's not, like... <laughs> Yeah, for me, it's not awkward anymore. I'm sitting there like smirking in the corner. I was like, oh. God, here we go again. It's, it's, it's that kind of thing of like, that's the first instance of like mm-hmm. you being sort of the one inside, right? And then yeah. you then, from there, sort of eyes are on you, like, oh, yeah, it's you. <laughs> the <laughs> foreign girl. Of, <laughs> yeah, and then it becomes a topic of conversation, you know, oh, so <laughs> how do you say your name? Oh, okay, so where is it from? And, that and I'm happy to tell people that, yeah. I'm like, where's my name from? Where does it mean? And that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But it's kind of like just sort of like, uh, should my introduction always be how to pronounce my name or my name? And I did think about, because my, my, my middle name is English and can be pronounced by most people, right? Mm-hmm. So I did think today, oh, maybe I should use my middle name. But I was like, mm. oh, it's yeah. my name. And, and I thought yeah. of like all the time through school, through college, through uni, the people that didn't know my name initially got to know my name. Yeah. And you do because it, it's not like I have seventy-five letters in my no, name. No, exactly. And you're it's not bite your tongue while you're saying it. Yeah, 
you just need to ask me how do you say your name exactly and that's it and more times i shorten my name to Maz anyway like my family shortens it to Maz everyone shortens it to Maz Maz. but don't complicate it for yourself kind of thing so yeah no i i I was thinking i was 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 saying about do do i notice it yes i notice it but i have chosen to not make it the point of um put it to the front of my consciousness Mm. so that i'm the minority yeah. Um, only because I just think it, it puts you in, in sort of like defense mode mm. for a lot of things. It's true. Um, you're already on edge. And it, yeah, it's not it's not relaxing for you because you're there. You're thinking, oh my god, I'm the only that person. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? Of like you're in that room. Yes, someone might say <laughs> they're all gonna start taking out their KKK hoods. Like it's not gonna yeah, happen. Like it's not exactly, exactly. And I can't. It, it would be wrong of me to like sit there and be like, oh wow, I'm the only black person. Exactly. Yeah. And then instantly, I'm thinking the worst of these people that yeah. they don't you know make themselves respect me people like me yeah things like that yeah because i was thinking about it in terms of like um while the whole world was preaching for everyone to say i stand for my black friends and that kind of stuff and i thought back to like take a step back to think of like the people around you who you work with right so the people a lot of the people around me are let's say over majority there's majority mm-hmm. right majority are over the age of 45 okay and a lot of them are not from the background that i'm from um in terms of either being um, um, a migrant child or um being from a, a certain social class and that kind of stuff. they might be but they've worked hard enough to yeah. get themselves out of that social class and then if you think of where they grew up and the time that they grew up some of them might not have ever mixed with black people. True. So they don't know a black person. This is not to say like I'm defending them or anything like that, but I think we just need to be conscious of that, of like when people recruit and they see and they look at people who look like them and prefer mm-hmm. people who look like them. Yes, it's not right because you have a bias, but at the same time, that's what they've known. That's, that's what they've known. Yeah. It's like if I was, if, if I was a, a white girl, and I've asked to put, 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 plot myself into, I don't know, Mozambique, where Mozambique is full of black people. Mm-hmm. The ones who've made it into senior positions are black people, yeah. and that's where they, they're at, yeah? And then you have, I don't know, 75 white people who've moved in, and one of them wants to come in and apply for a job. If they're not good enough, I'm not going to take them in. But at the same mm. time, I'm not going to take them in just because they're white. And I don't course. think that's the same thing that they should do. Yeah. Even in terms of like shouting and saying, we stand by you. You can if you say don't actually be a stand PR by. statement. Yep. But if you don't understand where the situation is coming from and where, why you're saying it, yeah. and then more so if the people within your organization don't understand why PR and, you know, um, are saying it and publishing it mm-hmm. to feed the point. Because three years from now, when Tracy is graduating from her degree and looking for a job in this company, oh, do you remember in 2020 when they published and say like they stand for Black Lives Matter? The recruitment team who did not understand why that statement was made are not going to take you or going to look at you twice mm-hmm. because they don't understand the importance of diversity and inclusion. Yeah. So, That's true. yeah, it's... Um, 
we we shouldn't be saying things for the sake of saying things um one thing i wanted to yeah if you don't because actually like and actually you're just gonna end up doing it wrong Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then everyone's just gonna Mm -hmm. laugh at you anyway so it's just like it's Mm -hmm. just silly and one thing that i wanted to um just go back on was just the whole name thing and Mm -hmm. i think it's quite interesting so people who know how my name is spelt like Mm -hmm. government wise is Mm -hmm. very different from how i spell it on social media and even then there was a period of time where i was going by like different names when i was younger and all of that is is this balance between crisis of identity but still Mm -hmm. wanting to be true to who i am and and where i'm Mm -hmm. from and stuff like that and I think it's yeah. really important. I think it's amazing that you made the decision to say, no, like, I'm not going to change it or use a different name. I'm actually just, like, you will learn my name. I think that's yeah. really amazing because yeah. I didn't really do that. I just was like, no, well, it's weird. It was, it was a mix of wanting to be, or my name to be easier to pronounce. But then even yeah. then, people still would get it wrong. And the amount of times, for example, at work, people send emails to Faisal instead of Pfizer. Like, it, it's, it's actually really silly. It's, at some yeah. point, I said, this is silly now. Like, yeah. you, 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 you should be able to it's a, see. It's a sense of ignorance, right? It is. But, but there's, a, um, there's I, an unwillingness to actually try and change it. Mm-hmm, That's what mm-hmm. is annoying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I totally agree. Because I've done it, there's, there's one time that, I was speaking to someone and she shortened her name. Mm. Um, it's a it's an Indian name. Okay. Um, she shortens her name, and I spoke. So her name's Jazz. Jazz. She says it as Jazz, but mm-hmm. she spells it as J A S. And I sent it as Jazz because I didn't think <laughs> in terms of like how she says it and how she spells it. And then she replied. The next response, my first thing was like, oh, sorry, I spelled your name wrong. I didn't realise because once she responded to me, she sent it with her signature. And that was my first thing. I was like, I'm sorry. Because if I send you an email, if I respond, you're going to have my signature on there. Absolutely. If you spelled it the first time wrong, yeah. you'll see my signature on it. Spell it right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're right. And, I think, and that's how I have dealt with stuff like that in the past. Yeah. But sometimes I'm just like, if I can clearly see that I've spelled someone's name wrong, for example, mm. when you send an email to me or mm. you send an email to me and then you've called me Faisal, I'm just mm. like, but you typed my name in did it, and you saw my name. Like, I, I don't... Wait, when, 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 when you respond, that email's going to pop up with your name? <laughs> yes. So who's Faisal? Who did yeah. I send? Who's Faisal that I send a message to? <laughs> this is... What? It's proper crazy. And sometimes I, I try and really highlight, you know, that you sent this email to the wrong person, like, Get, get it right because actually yeah. my role sometimes some of the things that come are very time sensitive and yeah. if you're too busy sending it to Faisal because you can't use your brain and send it to Faisal like <laughs> you've now impacted a customer somewhere because it's not it's going to take me longer because Faisal yeah. might not be hot on the emails and might not yeah. forward it to me in time that kind of thing <laughs> in the bar. so it's like come on now people just mm. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> it's, def- it's definitely stems from a place of ignorance. Sometimes. It does, yeah, it does, and that's why I do appreciate when people say things like, "Oh, how do you pronounce your name?" Or oh, "Where's that?" Mm-hmm. I don't mind you asking mm-hmm. questions like that. Actually. Not at all. It's, not it's, at all. I can tell you about it, and then because well, you know for sure right. that it's not from it's not from Ireland. It's not from Wales. Like, exactly. It's not. <laughs> it's not. And then like, they'll be like, "Where are you from?" I'm Nigeria, but my name's Arabic. So yeah. you know, very yeah. interesting stuff. That that yeah. I like those conversations and actually that's how you get to know people 
that's how you mm-hmm. get to know people from different backgrounds so when you work in a mm-hmm. multicultural business and you tell people I don't have any black friends I don't have any Asian yeah. friends I'm like well you've not taken yeah. the time to get to know them because they're all around you yeah because so, yeah. you know, like sure. for me for example it's sort of like oh where are you from well where's your name from I'm from Zimbabwe and then also Zimbabwe not had the greatest history in the war last war like what thanks, people Robert. would know being in the front of it yeah thanks <laughs> thanks, thanks Bob um, <laughs> in the last sort of like 15 years or maybe 20 years I don't know for however long that you know people will be willing to remember right mm-hmm. um and for me I find a lot of times it then starts the conversation of like oh what's the situation like there in terms of like and it takes away from the ignorance of like Africa being just you know, snotty kids and that kind of stuff because I like to tell the story. <laughs> no, seriously, though. Snotty kids. You, you know, I mean, think about the adverts that you see of Africa. It's a kid with like bogus coming streaming down to their chin and they've got no top on. They're looking, they're walking around crying. You know, that but that is not oh the narrative of what all Africa is. Absolutely not. Let's be real. Let's be frank here. Yeah, there are some faces that are thriving. <laughs> some places that are doing well. I lived yeah. in Zimbabwe until I was 15. Yeah, like, he was rich in Zimbabwe. Like, you... <laughs> I wasn't even rich, but I lived a very comfortable life <laughs> compared to what I came to live here. It was a very, very... Oh, wow. In fact, in fact, I felt like I was a rich kid coming back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, like, it's um, it's a different way of life. And like, starting that conversation, I'm like, oh, so where's the name from? And that kind of stuff. Oh, what does it mean? I mean, mm-hmm. thank you. Oh, well, that's all. Like, do you know much about like Zimbabwe? Yes, I was born there. Yes, I lived there for fifteen years. Yes, I moved here. Yes, I still go back and that kind of stuff. And it's that sort of like mini pieces of education to people who probably yeah. wouldn't have been exposed to these things before. Yeah. And from there, you just you then start to know me because I've found I've had I've had a, another. Well, if I think back to my customer, the first time I met him. Um, we're talking about names because he's got an oddly like unusual name as well so our first conversation is that we've been talking about email and that kind of stuff anytime we were in calls it was a conference call so we never spoke um one-to-one yeah the first topic on my agenda was names because he had a crazy (laughs) name and now I've got a crazy name so we spent a good 20 minutes talking about names his name basically (laughs) means red <laughs> so it wasn't anything crazy, but my name, sort of like, yes, I know it means thank you, and the way that I was named comes from my ga- my grandma and that kind of stuff. And from there, yeah. we've started talking and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I swear to you, we spoke of the first. Um, the contract started on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. That's the first day I met him. The next week, we had another meeting, sort of catch up with like how things are going to the mm-hmm. setup. It's like, oh, I've been doing a bit of research about Zimbabwe. And wow. I was like, oh wow. And he was like, Yeah, there's a few places that I think if things are going right, you know, in the next few years, my wife and I were saying it would probably be like amazing for us to, to visit because he oh like my God, look at that. Yeah, he he does he loves like mountain biking and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and he was like, Oh yeah, there's some places that I've seen like that look like, really good for like mountain biking and that kind of stuff. So it's starting conversations like that where mm-hmm. someone has walked away from me and they've actually thought Oh, I wonder what this place is like. And yeah. they've now found tourism in a country that people think of as just like the pit of the earth. Yeah. No one wants to know of. That's so, so it's, cool. Um, I think that's really nice. Yeah. So that that's that's nice. Cool. So that also comes back to the thing I was saying of like trying to step away from the negativity of yeah. you always being a minority and that kind of stuff. Because 
he most people are actually okay like mm. it's funny enough but it just it's just one of those things where the, sometimes the negative really does outshadow the poverty positive yeah. So, yeah. yeah it's a bit it's a bit of a mare but you know hopefully we're on like with this whole um companies taking an effort or making an effort we'll see some changes and we'll see changes in thought processes because it's it is really a thought process thing once people are thinking differently to how they were thinking before that's how yeah. and when we'll start to see some kind of change that is welcome yeah so yeah i don't I'm, i don't expect change in my like full 360 change i don't yeah, expect no. it in my in my work lifestyle my okay. like more work lifespan okay. um because i feel like at this point it's sort of like people like you people like me who are starting off in these sort of large organizations mm-hmm. and we're sort of setting the precedent yeah um and then it will be our children or our children's children who will mm-hmm. see and actually appreciate or probably get to the point of like not appreciating yeah. um, seeing a black person at the top or on the board. Um, but mm. I think it's starting from now of us sharing our stories or yeah. um, just speaking to people who are not normally exposed to us. Yeah, school eaten kids who haven't seen a kid who's migrated from Africa and actually made something for themselves, or mm-hmm. a kid who's grown up in North London, North like the like the things that were never expected of them. Um, to say that they're gonna propel and do this and be yeah. like a media accountant and doing this and that's like just oh, wow. that's what I love to see because there's absolutely yeah. no reason why we shouldn't. They're fully capable. Yeah. There are obviously some yeah. who aren't, but there are also there, there are people of every race who aren't. It's just one of those yeah. things, and I and I don't think race should be a barrier. And I do yeah. hope that you're, you're right. I hope we get to a stage, maybe you know, when our children are growing up, when it's not a thing for them. They're just like, oh yeah, you mm-hmm. know, that that guy, yeah, he's black. Yeah, okay. Like, yeah. I mean, it okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait till it gets to that. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. let let people but who think, deserve I to shine shine. From, exactly, not because they are white yellow black blue exactly they're gonna shine but because yeah. they actually are capable mm-hmm. of doing the role so sure. let them let them have the position sure. um, but until yeah, then i'm gonna um, be propelling and i'm going to shout about every black person that i see that's you know really really trying and putting efforts and doing yeah. this because we're not there yet <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely and i think it's just being positive about it not to mm. just be because i was speaking to my cousin um she um she's in broadcasting um and we're talking about well it's just through the black lives matter movement um and she posted a number of things and we're, we're sort of like debating about um, mm. a number of things that were coming in and then we both got to a point of like people are angry and we get to a point of anger i don't think your decisions are always rational or your decisions are fair. always fair it's fueled um, by something that's negative and it often yeah, needs a negative yeah. response. So yeah. if someone then goes to respond to your aggression, mm. they're not responding because they've understood why you said or you've done X, Y, and Z. They're mm. responding to sort of like get your point of calming down, which I think we just need to not to do. I'm not but then don't you think that like with, with, so, okay, so for example, this is something that, uh, uh, an example that I raised in another meeting that I had. Um, mm-hmm. So 
we've we i don't think that there's been very much disruption in the uk per se no in the us for example um yeah they're doing bits but at the same time we need i I do think we need to mimic a bit more and actually not mimic that's the wrong word but we need to make more noise because the reason why i say this is back earlier this year towards the end of last year extinction Mm -hmm. rebellion were upset they were Mm -hmm. upset and they caused so much disruption they were lying down on london bridge a very very major yeah I remember like like roads being closed and that kind yeah of thing. they were you know stopping tubes from being able to move all these kind of things that was major disruption because the yeah. commuter the commuter sense you know they they need to get to where they're going and it was, exactly, it was stopped yeah. so then there's that they were the, the leaders of extinction rebellion were asked to come to the table and speak to the government and get what and so they can explain what the issue is and how we can work together to resolve it how they can work yeah. together to resolve it that yeah. wasn't done for us for some reason when, when when it's when it's black people yeah they're just making noise arrest them they don't they don't they don't take us as seriously but we haven't even caused anywhere near as much as disruption as extinction rebellion did but so i think the, the there's a slight difference of extinction or i say slight loosely um difference between extinction rebellion and the black lives matter movement right Extinction Rebellion is sort of like your hippie, I want to make the world green and that kind of stuff. Which is what a lot of people see them as, right? They're just hippie people want, <laughs> want that kind of thing. Black people already, if you see a group of black people, black men, women, whatever they are, walking and marching down the street, it's straight off the bad media of they're just thugs shouting and raving and ranting around, yeah? So do we want that to be continued to be propelled and emulated as the angry black people? Or do we take the stance of people like Cyphus Williams, who is looking to show and... He did you know, the 64 black men thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's that's gone around in a few places. It has gone around, yeah. But don't you think that to some degree we need not to pander to the white image or the non-black image of what it means to be black? So in the sense of, yes, black people can congregate the same way white people congregate. Like, mm-hmm. But for some reason, when it's us, it's just fueled with so much fear and, and um, like instigation that something's going to happen. Whereas that's not the that's case. That's the thing. It's, it's not the case. To... I know that. I know that. And you mm. know that. Yeah. But the majority of this country, the majority of America, mm-hmm. is of a white nation who mm. don't know or don't want to accept that the seven, 700, 7,000 black people marching down the street are marching because they want change. They're not here to seek violence. That's mm. not what we're here for. We're here yeah. to seek change. So yes, it can be seen as pandering to the white man to say, we're not going to protest, we're not going to shout and chant down the street because we don't want to be seen as the aggressors. Mm. But at the same time, I feel like, it's just, it, to me, it's a sort of like a, we need to protect ourselves to a degree. Yeah. Um, to not be seen as the, cons- the, as the aggressors. Mm-hmm. And we, we are looking for change. We are wanting for change. I'm not saying let's not protest let's not march at all mm-hmm. but in marching and we're getting no no traction and no response 
were just getting more and more angry. And what, where do you move from there? Because no but would you to. then say that we're not getting a response? Because I feel like this, this kind of bout of protest feels different to any previous protest that I've seen. And I, 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 I was thinking about this. Do we see that as in our generation? Because this is the one that we've lived through. Um, so the whatever rights that but, came, but the marches, but but they have happened before. So maybe mm-hmm. not in Yo Valley, but they. Sorry, <laughs> I was shade. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was well. shade. I'm sorry. No, does not live in Yo Valley. Um, <laughs> it like they've happened before, though. Like in London, for sure, they've definitely happened before, and nothing really came about from it. But now we are seeing companies take people seriously. We are seeing. Um, like MPs because you know what you were saying before about if you make a statement for PR purposes and you don't actually mm-hmm. believe in it mm-hmm. um, like it's, it's, it's dead basically and you will get you will get you, that your true colours will definitely come to, to surface but mm-hmm. and because of that in fact we're starting to see the MPs who are pagans we're starting to see the MPs who are who need to go do you see what I'm saying yeah. we're starting to it I think that. So you think that those who don't stand by us are now being more exposed? Yeah, hundred percent. Because they're something, they'll say something stupid. Like, you know, I'm very disappointed that, for example, the Labour leader Keir Starmer, he likened the taking a knee that. Um, oh my God! I can't believe I can't remember his name. Kaepernick, that Colin Kaepernick started, mm-hmm. but he he adapted. Um, he said it's from Game of Thrones. Are you kidding me? Hmm? I, I like seriously. <laughs> make it make sense. Yeah. So things like that is starting to it's starting to, to come out. Let's see all the people who actually really don't care and have no idea yeah. what black people have been facing all around the world. I think it was Keir Starmer. I hope I'm not like being horrible about someone who hadn't even said it. I'm very, I'm sure it was him. So things like yeah. that. It's like come on. It was starting to. I feel like we are getting somewhere, but we have a lot mm-hmm. more work to do. And maybe the protests. We have a hell of a long out. way to go. Maybe we have a long, long way to go. No, the, the, the protests definitely aren't enough because once you march and once, once people sort of like forget about it, mm. give it three, six months when people have forgotten about statues being thrown out in water and that mm-hmm. sort of stuff, it will sort of like be a thing of the past. That's why it yeah. needs to keep going. That's what I'm True. saying of like the people who are speaking and speaking sense and have been for a while, I guess this has been a, a chance for them to be more exposed. Yeah. That needs to go on. That needs to continue. That needs mm-hmm. to carry on from now, forever and a day of like, True. just keep going and, and keep painting black people in a positive light. Yeah. Um, to say that like, we're not, we're not just aggressors. We're not Absolutely all not. like, you know, aspiring to be drug dealers. We're not all aspiring to be video girls. We're mm-hmm. aspiring to do other things. Absolutely. And I think this comes back to sort of our, my generation, the generation above us, um, of people who've made something of themselves to come back to the younger generation and be like, hey, sis, it's not always about being, you know, the next video girl. It's not always about mm. being the next. Which model. again, there, there's there's nothing necessarily wrong with being a video girl. Mm-hmm. No, 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 like, no, no. That's not at all. Let's try and create something. Okay, th- this is it. Let's try and create something that will last longer than your looks. Yeah. 
that's that's definitely. not gonna that's no not gonna exactly once you get wrinkly bye on to the next yeah yeah let's you know there's there's a lot more that you can do you can be at the top of that big organization that yeah that you know produces those videos absolutely <laughs> so you just and then and that's, when, that's when the value starts to come into it yeah. if you've I don't know if the police have been br- like brutally dealt with somebody who was the, the CEO of a really, really huge company, yeah. they will feel the wrath of that company and people who support the company. And because mm. for example, okay, so I don't know if you've seen recently. Um, so Linford Christie posted a video of one of his athletes being um, like kind of, manhandled and racially profiled by the police um he's an athlete an ex-athlete but he now trains um other athletes oh yeah and he basically posted a video on twitter and his one of his athletes was being racially profiled him her and her partner i think it was her husband Mm -hmm. so um as a result of that the met police issued an apology but I'm like, okay, and I thought this was great. They're, you know, showing that they were wrong. But well, actually, yeah. they said they didn't see any wrongdoing, but they apologised for kind of how it was. Is this not the, um, the athlete that was with her daughter? Her son, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, her son, her son, yeah. right, okay. This is the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, this is great. This is a step in the right direction because actually the more apologies they're going to have to make, the more stupid they look. But yeah. the problem is it's taking a celebrity to out them before this gets dealt with properly. I don't know any celebrities that's going to protect me and my brothers. I don't, when, when with, with, like with that case, I don't even think that if it was any other celebrity, they would have wished me apology. It's the fact that she represents Team GB. Yeah, good point. She didn't, a very good point. If she didn't represent Team GB, it would have just been like, we didn't see anything wrong. such a good that point. would have just been sort of like muted. But I guess sort of being exposed to the fact these people who are respected and stand and represent the country mm. in major competitions mm-hmm. and they've been treated by this it's yeah. a good thing that you know it's been exposed this way yeah and yeah. you're right it, it, these things need to come to light in more situations and there'll yeah. be more and more she's not oh the god she's they will. And she people are probably sitting on videos yeah. that they've got like yeah it's horrible yeah. it's really yeah. horrible oh my god it's a, it's a mad world that we're and, living and, and i think this actually this is a funny this is sorry this is a funny segue into the second point that we are mm-hmm. going into do you feel like mm-hmm. as a result of our experiences we are forced to grow up faster than we than we oh, yeah. should be yeah and i don't think we even realized that we've grown up mm. until you kind of like go past it yeah um, and you look back that, Actually, yeah, maybe I'm sort of <laughs> yeah, <coughs> because there'll be there were things that you sort of like learn, and if you go back to the to the matter of like being the minority in the room, mm-hmm. there would have been a point that that would be like the topic the topic of conversation for me. Yeah, I'm like oh my god, yeah, I'm the only black person, but it's sort of like growth and maturity. Or yeah, no, um. I'm just here. I mm-hmm. can do this job. I'm here to do this job. Yeah. So I've grown into like actually just accepting my ability mm-hmm. and, and wanting to keep going. Um, but yeah, there's this, there's, there's so many things that we just sort of like propelled and 
you just learn but maybe that's just life you just learn it as you live it because <laughs> it's mad of like i i think of like things like financial intelligence yeah, you think of like um, that recently yeah for a lot of us you sort of right so you grow up you are depending on your parents until a certain age mm. um and then you get a job um like for me i got my first job at 16 yeah same and that was that was for me to say like i don't want to keep asking my parents for money yeah i, I just want to have my own 10 15 pounds in my pocket <laughs> to go to the hair shop and buy my lip gloss Lol, I didn't use them, you know. I did. I my first lip gloss was was some cheap old sporty thing. It was (laughs) from Superdrug. Oh my god, yeah. yeah, Sporty, you could get your little Miss Sporty mascara. Yes. Yeah. You see, there's that things like that that you just wanted to do for yourself Mm -hmm. at a younger age. Yeah. So you're 16, like maybe because like the way my parents were and are, like sort of most thing that they worked for they'll be working to build something either back home or here uh-huh. sort of like keep reinvesting so like and my parents, i don't know why but my dad even to this day he wants to protect us so highly um, and you want to be like oh no you don't need to work for that or you don't need to do that because like he did that for so long he's mm. like no I, I can do it or i can pay for it for you that kind of thing mm. and it was never like being taught to save or like financial literacy of like actually knowing that I can save for save here mm-hmm. if I do this if I do that and that kind of stuff and then you get to like college you get to uni and then you've got oh I've got a student overdraft oh mm-hmm. I can get this <laughs> and it's just like free money I can use this I can use this and that kind of stuff and then you get to a point of like okay so I just pay rent and that kind of stuff and you sort of like you have money coming in and going straight back out and you just mm-hmm. don't know it yeah. And then it's the point where you get to a certain age, you're like, okay, let's sit back. What am I actually doing? What is yeah. going on? Who am I paying? Why am I paying? And that kind of stuff. And you start knowing those things and growing into those things. But I feel like from, like, if you take the, like, for me, I'm going to speak the route of, like, coming out of, like, secondary education and then mm. just like keep going in education and propelling into like university and after that you're on a go a constant go yeah and there's so many changes and so many variations between the age of like 16 and 21 that you don't realize how much you've grown up yeah, you actually don't realize it and then you get to feel like oh wow I've really been through that and mm. like it's mm, I don't think we realize we're growing until you've grown yeah, I don't know if there's a, and that's a why it's really important life. for us to, yes, mature, but actually enjoy yeah. the moment as well, because yeah. before you know it, you're forty years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might have your investments, you might have whatever, but did you enjoy your childhood? Did you enjoy your life? What yeah. stories are you telling your children? Like. Yeah. That yeah, I think for me that's one of my major concerns because I'm, I've, I've I haven't struck a good balance yet. I'm too mm-hmm. scared to spend money because there's this thing that everyone's banging on about financial education, da, 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 and I'm like I've actually never been terrible with money. Like I've yeah. always 
good with money. So yeah, you, you, like, you, you, that's the thing though. You won't be like the one per, the person that's going to spend like seven thousand pounds on absolutely not. a pair of shoes no. when you have seven thousand five hundred in your account. <laughs> in it, absolutely not. <laughs> You're never going to be that person, right? No. But it's just like you, there's some things that you think, oh, maybe I could like use my money this way and that way, invest mm. it here and put it here and that kind of stuff. And there's a lot of pressure, like there is making it and doing the right thing and that kind of stuff but it's actually just knowing and navigating how do you get to that point of the right thing the right time mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I agree where things are because like my sister um the one got the time the one that comes after me she's always been like I'd say maybe financially aware than I was or am mm. um of like she'll save 30p off of a pound kind of thing whereas me I'm, pay, I'm spending the pound it's not like I don't have it for tomorrow mm-hmm. but I've got just a pound tomorrow so I'm yeah. 30 from the 30p that I saved yesterday right yeah. so it's just like <laughs> it's just like learning and understanding different things mm-hmm. like doing like um, a financial planner and like actually knowing what your bills are yeah where your things are and that kind of stuff I was so impressed with mine I redid mine. I was like, so oh my god, I did mine yesterday. I'm like a little Excel thing because mine's got like grass and everything. It's got grass. Mine's just got little <laughs> figures everywhere and it's got like, oh, I need to show you it. It's hard to explain, but I've got like my bills <laughs> and I add visual. whenever I, I finish. Exactly. Yeah, so, so say like I've got a credit card and I'm yeah. like, obviously, I'm not going to pay all of it this month. Mm-hmm. I say, like I say, it's open balance of the I say, for example, it's like £700. So mm-hmm. it's like a little pie chart that's got my um, my credit card, my car, insurance, and this, that, this, that, that kind of stuff. So once I pay anything off in each month and I've input that I've paid off, mm-hmm. the little pie chart changes to say, you know, you've got 75% owing in this. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh my God, you need to send me that. Cause, and the thing is, yeah, I've become very reliant on it. <laughs> basically whenever i have my spreadsheet okay so for yeah. example the past few weeks i've been wanting to get a new laptop so I finally got yeah. laptop and um i didn't want to pay out i didn't want to pay for it in one go because i didn't want to see yeah. leave my account <laughs> yeah, so yeah. um what i did was did it on um so very i'm not promoting any like uh schemes any payment plans yeah. i'm not promoting them because for the people that are listening, don't go and look at it because fans are doing it. Um, but, well, not just because fans are doing it, but because someone's doing it. And, you know, you hear a new thing yeah. and you go there and do it. Don't do it. I never do that. Yeah. <laughs> it? I've had, so I've had my very account for years because back when I was yeah. training, there was a time when I, I ripped my work trousers and I didn't mm. have any money to buy a new pair. <laughs> and I'm not going to ask my mum for you. So I had to find a way to get the money to buy the trousers. Yeah. So I got, um, yeah. they were only like, it's mad. It's very sad when I think about you know they were only like eighty pounds and I, I couldn't afford it. Like so, I had to yeah. I had to go on very or yeah. um, get it on very and then I paid it back the next month. So mm-hmm. things like that. Like I, I like I struggled back in the day because obviously when Bro. I was on very much, um, but I still had to try and make ends meet and do as much as I could, yeah. contribute yeah. to the house, that kind of thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. I remember that I had my very account there and my limit obviously has increased because my salary is much better now. So <laughs> I increased my limit, paid, got the laptop off there and then I'm going to pay it back in three months because I don't need to spread it any longer. No. So no, I yeah. did that. But then because I wasn't 
clear on my figures and I also oh my god I also got smile direct club things to get the braces to cover well invisible oh, right. you know yeah gaps yeah. I keep talking about yeah so yeah. I'm gonna close those up and um so I did that I paid for that as well again I didn't want the huge chunk to come out so I just went on there paying yeah so I, in my mind, I'm like, I've taken on two new, um, two new liabilities as such. And yeah. I'm not like, it wasn't, I knew I could afford it, but it wasn't clear in my mind. And yeah. I've been stressing about it for weeks. So yesterday I was like, Faz, you've got time now. Just go on the spreadsheet, do it. move it around, it. see where you yeah. are. Sis, when I yeah. tell you I'm sitting pretty, like, I, like I'm sitting so pretty that I, because in two months I'd finished paying off my master's. That, mm-hmm. that will release a few a few more hundreds so I was yeah. just like listen I'm sitting so pretty but it was the fact that I, I needed to visually see it and and forecast and then I that that kind of chip on my shoulder was gone because I dealt with yeah. it I'd seen it so I highly recommend spreadsheets like I was talking to my cousin the other day because she's saved about 15 grand and she wants to buy a, a place to live and I was like yeah mm-hmm you know get a spreadsheet she's like no I'm really good with my finances I'm like yeah so am I but it's not about Mm -hmm. being good with your finances it's about seeing it visually it's about forecasting yeah factoring little things because every month something's going to happen like there was a wasp nest in my house the other day I had to pay 80 quid to get get pest control to come and get it I was in the garden so things like that you know you you might be good with finances but can you can you afford an emergency do you have an emergency you know things like that so yeah. I highly recommend, highly recommend. They, they're, and they, they're good to highlight where you're sort of going wrong as well. I'm spending too much on this. And there'll be things that you question like, oh, do I actually need that? Or do I need mm. that? And that kind of stuff. Like there was a point where I realized I had an Amazon Prime and a Netflix account. I was like, what <laughs> time do you have to be watching both of them? True. And also... You live with someone who has Amazon Prime that can do vlogging, and they've got logged into your Netflix. So why are you both paying? Do you know what I mean? Like things like that. It's 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 simple and little things like that that I'm still learning. Absolutely. At this age, but at the same time, like it's it's you're always learning, passing that information to sort of like your younger siblings. Exactly. Letting them know. And do you know what? When you think about it, even passing it to your parents, because I remember I was talking to my mum, because she was talking about her credit card, and this was when I was working in Metro Bank, so I was able. I learned a lot about finances when I was there, and I think that's probably contributed to why I can manage them quite well. And I remember. speaking to my mum and she was like yeah my, my credit card always charges me interest and I was like what yeah. like that's not right so I read her credit agreement and saw that yeah she benefits for a from a um an interest-free period so I was like why are they charging yeah. you interest turns out yeah. she was withdrawing money from her credit account and I was like yeah don't do that sis like little things <laughs> like you learn from you know how to use these facilities that you get yeah and you're passing and it's making them down those to younger mistakes and then you realize like oh maybe i shouldn't have done that exactly you, 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 exactly. you let somebody let a friend know like, yeah let a friend let know help people know. out yeah. yeah yeah i agree with you man you don't realize it's happening mm, <laughs> you don't see it happening yeah. and you sort of like don't because like, like i said like I just feel like from high school and till now, it's just been go, 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 go. Mm. And you see some people around you who, like you, like are the same age as you, who mm. like in different positions of like, either they're married, they've got children, that kind of stuff. Like, wow, you really that great? Like mm-hmm. I was thinking of like the, like the girl that had a child like while we're doing GCSEs. Yeah. 
the kids turn grown and eleven. Wow. Like, but everyone had everyone has a different mm. a different stage of, of growth and maturity and that kind of stuff. So everyone will be different and it's yeah. accepting that and not watching or looking at what other people have done. That is it. Like that at. is it. Because that's when you start looking up like, oh wow, Pfizer's got a house. Oh wow, Pfizer's got a car. But you don't know that person's background. Thank you. You, you weren't there when Pfizer didn't have enough money to withdraw from her bank account. So the amount in there, you can't withdraw that amount. Trust me. And I was there carrying biscuits from my house to to work because I know I didn't have money to buy food. Like, things like that. Hmm. People don't appreciate that everyone has a different, like, way. And it's it's one thing about exception. I was like, okay, my pace, Hmm. my level of doing things is fine. I could be seventy-five until I buy my first house. But if I've got there, being content that I've lived my life, I've enjoyed mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z in life, yep. that's fine. That's okay by me. Yes. And it's just about taking that and accepting that. And I just feel like we're in a, a realm of fast and unrealistic mm. lives. Yeah, <laughs> right. like you see, like oh, we're sort of exposed to celebrities and people who've made it into yeah. a forefront very quickly and very easily you need to sort of like just take a step back and appreciate yeah. you for who you are Absolutely. and not just be ungrateful like wishful of um what other people i mean until last week we we're all wishing for which will and jada love there, look at him now there you have it which by the way i understand and stand at the table talking so I, I watched it as soon as I saw it. I don't know why, but I was, I was on Instagram right in time when Jada posted. It was like posted eight seconds ago because her little blurb was like, I think, I think there was a, she did a thing of like, oh, um, I've been thinking of like, maybe I should do this at the right time. There's definitely that's happening. The more important conversations going around the world, there's mm-hmm. never going to be a right time. I was like, oh, girl, I'm going to get my cup of tea and go and watch oh, this. Child. I, went to, <laughs> I went to watch it. I was like, really? I really? need to go watch that. This, I need to go watch it. was 12 it. minutes, yeah, but I felt like that conversation was maybe an hour and six minutes, but they just chopped it up into 12 minutes. Oh, I was God. like, I want to see the original tape. Someone give me the original <laughs> tape. Because, the original tape. Nah. <laughs> it was nah. too funny. That is it, season two, episode one, done and dusted. We spoke about a lot. This the content was crazy. There's even so much more that we want to share with you guys. So stay tuned for episode two, where we'll be talking about the advice that um Maz has for her sisters, sisters that aren't related to her, sisters that are related to her. So definitely stay tuned. We'll be releasing episodes once every two weeks on a Monday, although this one came out a little late. We're sorry. Um, But yeah, stay tuned. Get in the conversation with us. Social media at Her Sister's Circle, both on Twitter and Instagram. You can email us at her sister's circle at gmail.com. And yeah, we look forward to hearing from you. Thank you so much for listening, guys. And I will see you in two weeks' time. Thank you.